This is Legends of the Gridiron, an inside look at the AFLL. Here's your host, Jamie Thomas. So sorry for the delay on this one. We're supposed to have the broadcast or the podcast out on Wednesday mornings, but it's been busy around here, and I apologize for that. So really glad to have episode number two with you. We won't have a guest this week. We'll try and get a guest every other week uh, as, as time goes by here. Uh, don't want to oversaturate things and bring on the same guest too many times. But, uh, w- you know, week two of the AFLL lived up to the expectations and things just keep getting better. So congratulations to the owners, the GMs, the coaches, et cetera, et cetera. You guys and gals have done a tremendous job of this product going into year number one and you should be very proud of yourself. So we'll just do a quick review of what happened in week number two. We'll look at the standings. And, man, week number three is really projecting to be something pretty awesome. And, and kudos to Andy McNamara and Dan Esposito for their play-by-play and color of the games of the week in the AFLL. So the game of the week in week number two, that's where we'll start here. Um, it's the Mortals and Fury. And you look at the game and you score 50 points. It doesn't matter if it's uh, eSports or not or if it's in real sports. Uh, 50 points, you feel, is a pretty good uh, chance you're going to win a football game. But not the case for the Immortals on their home field. They score 50. The fortunate part is the Fury scored 102. So two weeks in, that is the league record for most points in a game by a single franchise. Uh, 102 is, is the story. And they also had 30 sacks of Brett Favre. And the Immortals quarterback uh, running for his life all day long, but somehow managed to survive enough to throw for 700 yards, five touchdowns, did not throw an interception. I don't know how you can get sacked 30 times in a football game and not throw an interception. Again, it doesn't matter if it's an eSports or not, but that is the case for Brett Favre. Uh, Marshall Falk ran for 84 yards and three touchdowns, and Marvin Harrison snagged nine balls for 322 yards and five touchdowns. Game balls, Peyton Manning. Uh, league record 10 touchdown passes to go with 970 passing yards for the Fury. And Warren Sapp. Uh, we even got a shout-out from Warren Sapp in an indirect kind of way, but he saw his name on the Twitterverse, uh, putting up 10 sacks. He got the game ball for the Fury on the defensive side of the football. So anytime we can bring in a former Miami Hurricane uh, and get notification from him, that's a big day for our league. Tim Bennett's uh, at home to Heroes FC. The Time Bennett's 58, Heroes FC 8. Uh, they made no sure, no time at all uh, making short work of Heroes FC. They get their first win in franchise history. They jump out to a 32-0 lead on their home turf. Both teams now 1-1 in the season. Mike Quick caught 13 balls for 114 yards and a touchdown. Running back Fred Taylor had 95 rushing yards and two scores along the ground. And wide receiver Eric Decker re- registered 13 receptions for 214 yards and a score for the time balance so those game balls going out to quarterback uh, Fran Tarkenton had plenty of time to throw the football and he tore apart the heroes FC secondary to the tune of 547 yards and four touchdowns DeMarcus Ware the linebacker for time Bennett's uh, was part of a dominant defensive performance he had three sacks four tackles for a loss and one forced fumble Beowulf at Valhalla Beowulf uh, winning 44-31. They must have been still uh, pretty upset about losing by two the previous week on the road against the throwbacks. They trailed 18-16 at the half and picked up the pace in the second half, outscoring the home side 28-13, sending Valhalla to 0-2 while improving to 1-1 in the process. 
Not every day I talk about kickers. I can't stand kickers, especially in fantasy football. They provide inconsistent play week after week, and I've lost a lot of games and a lot of seasons because of kickers. That's nothing personal, and I'm sure they're great people, and I know a lot of kickers in my time covering the Canadian Football League. So, But uh, Phil Dawson, really the story for Valhalla, he kicks uh, – he goes eight for eight in the field goal department. Uh, Dave Casper was not invisible for Beowulf uh, with five catches and 156 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Bart Starr gets the game ball on the offensive side of the football um, as Valhalla took away the Beowulf running game. Starr threw the ball 60 times for 694 yards and six touchdowns. And uh, so we'll go move along now. Throwbacks 31 at Elite 28. The Elite wasted an impressive rushing performance by running back Eric Dickerson, who went over 100 yards for the first time this season with 123 and a touchdown. Terry Bradshaw could be accused of, you know what, looking one way and one way only. He saw Keith Jackson and a lot. Uh, Bradshaw had 57 pass attempts. He targeted Jackson for almost half of those, 25 times. And uh, he finished the day with 518 passing yards and one touchdown. And Bradshaw only having eyes for Keith Jackson. It was Valentine's Day on Monday. His tight end caught 22 passes for 301 yards and a touchdown. Jackson had 28 yards after the catch as well. So a lot of the work being done by the tight end. Uh, Brad Brazil had uh, some timely tackles. He had five of them, a sack, two knockdowns, a fumble recovery, and four tackles for losses for the defensive game ball in that one. Goats 55 at Birds of Prey 24. The Goats remain on top of the Jim Thorpe division with a 31-point victory. They toyed with the Birds of Prey as the two teams were tied 14-14 after one quarter, but the Goats ran away within the second half, outscoring the Birds of Prey 24-0. Running back Emmett Smith and the Birds of Prey was held to 55 rushing yards on 36 carries after he went over 100 yards in week one. Uh, quarterback John Elway went over 400 yards passing, but through two interceptions, the Goats had four players go over 100 yards receiving, led by tight end Austin Newsom, who paced the group with 19 catches for 397 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, two weeks in, and I, you know what, Otto Graham was so great back in his day, but now he has been restored to being great in this current time in esports. He th- had uh, 981 passing yards and seven touch seven touchdown passes. He is not a one-week wonder, to say the least, after two weeks of the American, or is the AFLL. Uh, Yale Larry, the defensive back, uh, refused to allow the Birds of Prey to get out of his sight with 18 tackles, six more than his next closest teammate. The Texas native had a sack, a knockdown pass, and a few tackles for losses for good measure. Uh, the originals, 28 EOD, Demo Gods, 36. The two teams combined for seven turnovers, but in the end, the Demo Gods walk off the field with a 10-point victory. They are now 1-1 one one on the season. Three Demo Gods went over 100 yards receiving. Anquan Bolden, Isaac Bruce, and tight end Mark Bavaro. Both the Originals and Demo Gods attempted to run the football, but 53 rushing attempts added up to only 67 total rushing yards. It is tough to run the football in the AFLL, and we're being this is being proven week after week. Well, I guess two weeks in. We'll see how week three translates. Uh, linebacker Clay Matthews Jr. Um, was the game ball on the defensive side of things. He had uh, two interceptions of Drew Brees' passes, held Earl Campbell to 54 yards rushing. Well, he and the defense did. And Matthews put up nine tackles, three tackles for losses, and one pass defended. Warren Moon, listen, you turn the ball over four times, you still get the game ball. That really shows there's tough places to look for this game ball. But we hand it over to Warren Moon. He had two interceptions, two fumbles, but had 524 524 yards passing and a couple of touchdown passes 
in the game. Uh, Diamonds 19 at Anvil 68. The Anvils dominated this contest to become one of four teams in the AFLL to remain unbeaten after two weeks. A 30-point third quarter put the game out of reach for the Anvils, who held Brian Westbrook to minus four rushing yards on 26 carries. Why did you keep going back to Brian Westbrook in the running game? 26 carries, minus four rushing yards. Tight end Mike Ditka led the way for a strong passing attack with 11 receptions for 225 yards and one touchdown. John Stallworth caught four touchdown passes from Joe Montana for the Anvils. Uh, Montana's counterback, Roger Staubach, didn't reach 200 passing yards. He finished with 199. He passed for 593 yards a week ago. Game balls, Montana uh, moved his way into third in the AFLL with pa- in passing touchdowns with 11. He had nine touchdowns on the day against the Diamonds and had 786 passing yards. Ray Nitschke, uh was the, the, well, the linebacker, gets the defensive game ball. Uh, he grabbed the he had a sack, two tackles and, for losses, and seven tackles. Last but not least, fans centric frenzy thirty one at the Hunters thirty four. Really, the story for the frenzy to kick off this AFLL season is losing close football games. They've dropped their first two games in franchise history by combined ten points. They lose this one by three. The Hunters raced out to a thirty one twelve lead, barely hung on in the end to remove the record to one and one. Marcus Allen. Got his first 100-yard rushing performance of the season. Uh, week two best, 132 rushing yards to go along with two touchdowns for the frenzy. Reynold Cunningham threw four interception. Now leads the AFLL in that category with eight. Uh, Andre Johnson, Bob Hayes both had a couple of touchdowns for the Hunters. Game balls, Dan Marino, another quarterback who was uh, far from perfect, but perfect enough to get the game ball on the offensive side of things. He completed less than 50% of his passes, also threw four interceptions, but he came through when the team needed him most uh, with four TDs and 543 passing yards. Defensive back Bobby Bryant was part of Cunningham's frustrations uh, with two interceptions, three knockdowns, and eight tackles. Great week in AFL week number two. Let's take a look around uh, what I think. Well, we're going to start looking at the standings every week, right? This is is what we're going to have to do. And... The AFL kicks off week number three right away here. Again, just so much respect for what everybody has done here to build this up. And I'll take a look at the standings. We go through, won't go through everybody at this point, but as I mentioned in our run-through, there were, there's four teams left at uh, 2-0. and That's the Fury, that's Throwbacks, that's Goats, and Anvils all 2-0. and Valhalla, Birds of Prey, Fan-Centric Frenzy, and the Immortals all looking for their first victory of the season. Week number three begins right away here. Uh, we take a look at the schedule. And sometimes you press on links and sometimes those things don't work. And we're not going to go over the schedule. I'm going to tell you right now. So looking at the stats and passing the football is really going to be in the story here so far. And the play calling, it is a passing league in the National Football League. It is what things are going through right now. But uh, Otto Graham leading the way in that department. He has been absolutely unbelievable. 1,864 passing yards, 16 TDs, and two interceptions. Peyton Manning has 15 uh, touchdowns. He trails Graham by almost five, just over 500 yards in passing yardage. Uh, I mentioned Randall Cunningham leading the way with interceptions with eight. So 
the rushing leaders after two weeks, Eric Dickerson has moved his way atop the list. He's up to 212 rushing yards. Curtis Martin, number two on that list with 189 yards. Most rushing touchdowns so far off the uh, legs of Marshall Falk. Tight ends really paced the way for a lot of offenses uh, in the AFL in week number two. So Aussie News, Aussie Newsom and Keith Jackson leading the way uh, with uh, 826 yards and 549 receiving yards, respectively. Ozzie Newsom up to eight touchdown receptions already this season. Looking from a defensive perspective, which we have to do because there's just so many great teams, uh, Yale Larry leading the league in tackles with 29 sacks. That's a long list to go here. Oh, you know what? Dick LeBeau with 11. That's a pretty, well, that stands out with 11. Warren Sapp, he had 10 this past week. He's up to 12 on the season, and that paces the way to go in the AFLL. Jamie Thomas with you. Thank you so much for uh, downloading this podcast. We'll have special guests next week. Not going to tell you who that is right now, but looking forward to week number three. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.